بسم الله الرحمن الرحيم الحمد لله والصلاة والسلام على سيد المرسلين وعلى آله وصحبه وبارك وسلم تسليما كثيرا إلى يوم الدين أما بعد قال الله تبارك وتعالى في القرآن المجيد والفرقان الحميد زدناهم عذابا فوق فوق العذاب زدناهم عذابا فوق العذاب صدق الله العظيم so dear brothers sisters our dear friends, uh, welcome back to this series on Hell Described. We are on the 12th lesson of this series. We're on the 12th lesson of this series, inshallah. Today, inshallah, we will be discussing two of the topics, two aspects of hellfire. May Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala grant us refuge and protection from it. One is regarding which we've already had some kind of indication towards and some bits of description about as well. The description of the snakes and scorpions of hellfire. That will be then followed by a description of the food in hellfire. What would be considered food or when they asked to eat, what would it be? So we'll start off with dhikru hayyatiha wa aqaribiha, the snakes and the scorpions. There's a lot of discussion about that. Imam Ahmad ibn Hanbal rahimahullah has a hadith that he's transmitted from Abdullah ibn al-Harith ibn Jaza' al-Zubaydi. He says, Rasulullah sallallahu alayhi wa sallam said that in the hellfire there are snakes with that are, that are the sizes of the necks of bacterian camels. These huge snakes. When they bite one of you when they bite somebody a person will feel the poison they'll be able to immediately feel the poison and that poisonous the effects of that poison and the experience from that poison will last for 40 years so it's not something that will allow you to die but it will keep a person in agony that's why they say that killing someone is, you know, in, in the case of when they would have wars and that. They're saying to persecute them and let them die slowly is actually worse than killing them off. Because once they die, they're gone. But then to torment somebody for such a long time is considered even worse. To take them to the brink each time and to just give them enough life that they feel the, the punishment. So it's going to be something like that in hellfire. That's considered to be extreme persecution for the sins that people have committed, for the kufr of people and so on. Then it says, and in the hellfire will be scorpions the size of mules, wild mules. That again, when they bite one of you, when they sting one of you, the sting will be felt for 40 years. The effects of that will last for 40 years. A person, and you know when... Subhanallah, they've, they've got a word for this in Arabic. Tamalmul, right? That they, people who are stung by scorpions, they don't find any kind of respite. They don't find any kind of comfort. They are in a really painful state that they can't find any kind of comfort and relief from their pain. Tamalmul as-salim, they call it. So it's a really... Um, really really painful existence so may Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala protect us from it this is Imam Hakim has transmitted this 
Then there's another narration from Abdullah ibn Mas'ud radiallahu anhu when he describes the verse in Surah An-Nahl, verse 88. Allah says, "Zidnahum adaban fawqal adab." We will increase them. We will add on punishment above their punishment. So all of hellfire is a punishment. So this is talking about the other very specific, sophisticated types of independent, individual punishments in hellfire. So then he describes that. He says what Allah means by this ayah of Surah An-Nahl, which says that we will add on to them additional punishment, is aqarib laha anyab tibal. These are scorpions that will have fangs, whatever you call the specific stinging apparatus uh, that, um, that scorpions have, they will be like long palms. Imam Hakim has transmitted this and said this is sahih as well, according to, yeah. And then another one, it says, it adds that these will be scorpions in the hellfire that will be like these dark camels. And again, their fangs will be like palm trees. Then we've got another narration uh, regarding the verse in Surah Sa'd, Sa'd, uh, the Surah of Sa'd, verse 61. Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala says they'll be given adaban du'fan finnar. They'll be given a punishment that will be multiplied, a multiplied punishment, a compound punishment in hellfire. So Abdullah ibn Masood radiallahu anhu describes that as a mufassir, he describes that as hayyat as snakes and other such animals like that in the hellfire. Then there's a narration. I mean, again, we can only understand this thing. We can't make this up. This is all understood through the Quran and Sunnah. So I've mentioned verses. There'll be more verses. And then there's the description from the Prophet ﷺ and from the Sahaba. Ibn Abid Dunya has transmitted from Yazid ibn Shajarah. He said, that in Jahannam, so now this is a bit more descriptive. He says that in Jahannam, there will be jibab. There will be pits, a series of pits, like a number of pits. Fi sawahil, kasawahil al-bahr. These pits, you know where they're going to be? These pits are going to be on the coast, at the edges, on the coast. What we would call seasides. Just like he says, kasawahil al-bahr, just like seasides. So there will be pits, like hundreds, thousands of pits on the coast, on the edges of Jahannam, I guess. In there, these will be pits filled of various types of insects and rodents, snakes. Snakes like bacteria and camel, these massive things. And scorpions. Again, huge, like huge mules. Now, what's interesting is now we're getting more understanding. Hellfire is not just fire. That's just one big aspect of it. But as we've been learning... There are different pits and trenches, different punishments, climbing, uh, assault courses, and things like that. That is just various different types of punishments. When a person of the hellfire, denizen of the hellfire, when he will ask for some kind of relief, like, um, I've had enough of this. So he'll say, okay, you can go to the coast. Just like right now, when people want to go to the coast, when people get a bit tired of work and everything, they, they like to go to the coast. Okay, go. Ukhruju ila sawahil. So they'll go to the coast, meaning to the edges, these areas that will look like coasts. And there, these, from these pits, they will be overcome by all of these various different insects. 
and they will essentially grab them on their backs and everything wherever Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala wants and just start scratching and scraping and like a razor blades onto them. It'll just attack them. I mean, it's worse than a horror movie. Like I don't watch horror movies, but you know, subhanallah, you know. Now, that will be so... That will be so painful that they would want to go back to the fire. So it's like from one punishment to the other punishment to the other punishment. But they've made to look like you can get some relief there. So when you go there, it's actually further punishment. Thereafter that, because of the scratching and scraping of these animals, scabies, they will be affected by scabies. To such a degree that they will start to scratch themselves. And they will continue to scratch because of the itching. Until eventually they will literally scratch. It says literally, they'll, they'll literally scratch off all of their flesh. Because it's going to go on for a while. None of these punishments are for a few minutes. I mean, punishments in this world, when even for a few minutes, waterboarding or whatever they do, it's for a few seconds. People can't deal with them. But in hellfire, somehow this is going to just go on until their, their flesh is gone and their bones show. So then it will be said to them, Ya Fulan, Hal Yu'dhika Hada, Oh, such and such a person, is this painful? Does this cause you pain? And they'll say, of course it causes us pain. So then it will be said to them, ذَٰلِكَ بِمَا كُنْتَ This is because you used to give pain to the believers. The Palestinians need to hear this. Our brothers there need to hear this. It'll give them some hope that right now they feel in a state that they can't do anything, that they feel helpless, constant pain. Constant harassment. Ubaidullah ibn Musa, he relates from Mujahid that in Jahannam are these huge scorpions that have fangs, that have fangs and bites like, like arrows. When they strike one disbeliever with it on his head, his, his flesh will fall down to the feet. So it's this really vicious bite that they have that causes this effect. Thereafter that Hamad ibn Salama has transmitted from Abu Uthman that ala sirati hayyat that even on the causeway there's going to be these snakes that will be, that will be attacking, biting the people of hellfire. And they will be making this noise a hissing sound, essentially. This is an onomatopoeia, it's a hissing sound. And that is what Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala speaks about and talks about in the Quran, Surah Al-Anbiya, verse 102, and it says, لَا يَسْمَعُونَ حَسِيسَهَا وَهُمْ فِي مَشْتَهَتْ أَنفُسُهُمْ So the people of paradise, they won't be able to hear these faint hissing sounds. Once Ibrahim al-Ijli Ibrahim al-Ijli, rahimahullah, there was a, a mosquito that landed on his shoulder and his back. And it was, you know, when, you know when you have an attack of mosquitoes and there's nothing to prevent them? Generally what people do is they have fans on these days so the mosquitoes don't come to you. 
if the, if the fan is fast enough or if you've got some kind of anti-mosquito spray. Otherwise, I've had a good experience where you have no fan, there is no electricity and there is no anti-mosquito repellent and the buzzing sound, just the buzzing sound is bad enough and then when they start biting, you just don't know what to do. So while he was going through that, he was saying, وَأَنْتَ تَأَذَّ مِنْ حَسِيسِ بَعُوضَةٍ فَلِلنَّارُ أَشْقَى سَاكِنِينَ وَأَوْجَعُوا وَأَنْتَ تَأَذَّ مِنْ حَسِيسِ بَعُوضَةٍ فَالنَّارُ أَشْقَى سَاكِنِينَ وَأَوْجَعُوا The way he's comforting himself. I mean, can you believe these people? They're teaching us a lesson that when you are in pain, then maybe subdue your pain. Grant yourself relief by comparing it to a worse pain. So he's saying that, so you are being, you are being, you are, you are feeling pained because of the effects of this mosquito. The hellfire has actually much more wretched and much more painful, painful, painfully punished people in there. So this is amazing kind of, you can say, tolerance technique to bear the pains of this world. is to think of something worse that works all the time for people. I was feeling very hot today. I had a friend who visited from the Cayman Islands. He said, this is like our winter. So he was completely fine. He walked four and a half miles in the heat today. It was no problem for him. It's actually wonderful, he said. Now for us, this is actually a bit too much already. So it's, it's, it's relative, but hellfire just beats any kind of relative. That's when you get into hellfire, it beats any, because it is to, to cause pain and it's bad. So that was the description of the, the snakes and, and the scorpions of hellfire. Now we move on to... The next section, which I mentioned, is going to be about the kind of food and drink. We won't be able to cover the drink. We'll cover the drink next time. But we'll be discussing the food of the people of Hellfire today. Again, we've already had some discussion about it because the verses uh, have several different details in there. But I'm going to mention to you four or five verses. And these are the verses. Again, we look at the Quran first. In all of these uh, subjects, in all of these topics, we first look what the Quran says. Then we look at the Hadith. So... Let's first go to Surah Al-Dukhan, verse 43 to 46. Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala says, إِنَّ شَجَرَةَ الزَّقُّومِ طَعَامُ الْأَثِيمِ كَالْمُهْلِ يَغْلِي فِي الْبُطُونِ كَغَلْيِ الْحَمِيمِ So, what this is, is speaking about this zakum. Zakum is mentioned more than once in the Qur'an. So verily, Allah says, the tree of zakum will be the food of the sinful ones. Like molten brass, it will boil in their insides. This is this really weird tree because the question is that what's a tree doing in hellfire? What's wood doing in hellfire? How does it survive? Now, you have marine ply in this world which is not affected by water. You have fire retardant materials, right? So this is just one of those things. But what's interesting is that it has an innate heat itself. So when a person eats from this thinking it is of nourishment because people like to eat from trees because there's fruits that you're used to eating from the world. What happens is when it goes inside, it's kalmuhli yaghli fil butun. It actually becomes like molten brass inside. Molten brass inside and it will boil in their insides like the boiling of scalding water. 
So that's just going to tear everything up inside. So it's an internal punishment that we put into ourselves if Allah protects us. May Allah protect us from consuming haram in this world and staying away from haram in this world. And may Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala then protect us from this because there's a lot of resemblance here. That's Surah Dukhan. The next is from Surah Al-Safat, verse 62 to 68. Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala says, Beautiful, just the way he starts that off. Is that, meaning paradise that we've just described, is that better in hospitality than the tree of Zakum? so is that paradise the better hospitality or the tree of zaqum for we have truly made it. Now Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala starts describing the zakum, and there's a reason for this which I'll mention later. This is the description. We have truly made it as a torment for the wrongdoers. For it is a tree that springs out from the bottoms of hellfire. That's where it's rooted in, in the base, in the bottoms of hellfire. The shoots of its fruit stalks are like the heads of devils. Now what that looks like, just to show how horrifying it is that the shoots of its fruit stalks are like the heads of devils. Truly, they will eat from it. Why would they eat from it? Because they feel it's going to give them something because it's out of desperation. You know, we would never drink muddy water. But people who are in famine areas, they drink muddy water. They drink polluted water because it's the best thing. That they, it's a human's innate survival instinct that they have. To, to grab at whatever is available, even if it's bad. There's things that I've done in India when we didn't have much, when I was traveling there that I would never do again. You know, but it's just what you do as survival, right? So truly they will eat from it and fill their bellies with it. And then on top of that, they will be given a mixture of boiling water. They're forced to eat this by themselves. They're not, it's not stuffed into their mouth necessarily. They will eat it because they think it's going to give them some kind of nourishment. And then after that, their return is still back to the hellfire. Thereafter that, the next verse is from Surah Al-Waqi'ah, verse 51 to 57. Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala says, ثُمَّ إِنَّكُمْ أَيُّهَا الضَّالُّونَ الْمُكَذِّبُونَ لَآكِلُونَ مِنْ شَجَرٍ مِنْ زَقُّومِ فَمَالِئُونَ مِنْهَا الْبُطُونَ فَشَارِبُونَ عَلَيْهِ مِنَ الْحَمِيمِ فَشَارِبُونَ شُرْبَ الْهِيمِ هَذَا نُزُلُهُمْ يَوْمَ الدِّينِ نَحْنُ خَلَقَنَاكُمْ فَلَوْلَا تُصَدِّقُونَ Oh you who have gone astray and denied you will surely eat of the tree of Zakum. This is the third time Zakum has been mentioned. Three discussions of Zakum in the Quran. This is going to be a major aspect that it means. Zakum is going to be a very prominent, what people would consider to be a source of nourishment. Then will you fill your stomachs with it and then drink boiling water on top of it because you'll be thirsty. And then you will drink boiling water on top of it and you will drink like, and how will you drink? 
You will drink the boiling water like diseased camels, raging with thirst. That's shurb al-heem. So apparently there's a disease that overcomes camels sometimes, so they just keep drinking water because they never feel satisfied. Can you imagine what kind of disease? Like, sometimes it happens to us. Sometimes, you know, like you drink something and you're not quenched. You drink some more and you're not quenched and your f- belly fills with drink or whatever it is that you're drinking. And it's not good for you. Right, you know, they actually say that while water is good for you, but drinking too much is actually not good for you because it, it, it overwhelms the system. Right, so th- this is subhanallah, that's how these people will be. They'll be like these raging with thirst. Such will be their hospitality on the day of requital. We have created you. Why don't you believe? Why don't you believe? Thereafter, in Surah Al Isra, Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala says in verse 60. وَمَا جَعَلْنَا الرُّؤْيَ الَّتِي أَرَيْنَاكَ إِلَّا فِتْنَةً لِلنَّاسِ وَالشَّجَرَةَ الْمَلْعُونَةَ فِي الْقُرْآنِ وَنُخَوِّفُهُمْ فَمَا يَزِيدُهُمْ إِلَّا تُغْيَانًا كَبِيرًا Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala first discusses the dream, says that the dream that we showed you, that we had you see, we did not make that except a fitna for the people. I'm not going to discuss that right now. وَالشَّجَرَةَ الْمَلْعُونَةَ But that accursed tree, which is mentioned in the Qur'an, we frighten them, we threaten them with it, but it only increases them in huge amount of tyranny. They don't learn because they don't believe, they don't understand the source it's coming from. For us, this, we believe in this source, so hopefully we, it's, not having, you know, it's having some effect on us. May Allah grant us the effect of this. So those are the four or five verses that we've just read from the various surahs. They... they tell us some idea of what the food is going to be like. Mainly, it looks like on order, it's just going to be from the zakum and this boiling hot water. Now the hadith give us a bit more detail. There's a hadith in Sunan al-Tirmidhi, Ibn Majah and Ibn Hibban from Ibn Abbas radiallahu anhu anna nabiya sallallahu alayhi wa sallam Prophet recited the verse of Surah Ali Imran, verse 102. Fear Allah as much as His right to be feared and do not, certainly do not ever die except that you are submitters. Like make sure you die in a state of submission. May Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala grant a state of submission. Then the Prophet sallallahu explained this. He said, if one drop of the zakum, like one amount, one small particle of zakum was to be placed in the dunya, it would essentially spoil everybody's life. It would just destroy any kind of semblance of life for people. That's how poisonous and odious and horrible it is. Like extremely toxic, right? Then he said, what do you think then of the one who this will be food for? If that's how bad it is and toxic it is, then imagine who it's going to be. According to Tirmidhi, this is a Sahih narration. Then Ibn Ishaq has transmitted another narration from Ibn Abbas again that this gives you an understanding of why, why Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala mentioned the verse. Abu Jahl, well, some of the verses already mentioned about zakum. So now this Abu Jahl, he started to make some fun of it. When the Prophet sallallahu alayhi wa mentioned the tree of zakum, he says, Muhammad is frightening us with this zakum. He's frightening us with this zakum. O Quraysh, O people of Quraysh, do you know what this Shajaratul Zakum is that Muhammad frightens you with. They said, No. Oh, this is Ajwa to Yathrib Bizabid. 
Subhanallah. Or bizubd. What, what an idiot. He said, these are the ajwa dates of Yathrib. Now, he's in Makkah, obviously. But Medina Munawra uh, Yathrib at that time was always known to have good dates. Right? It's a place of good dates. So the ajwa is one of the best dates. So he says, oh, these are the ajwa with butter. With clarified butter. Uh, the zubd with butter. That brings water in your mouth. Right? He's saying, that's what it's going to be. Don't worry, you're going to enjoy yourself. And then he says, Wallahi la inistam kanna minha. If we, uh, get to, if we get hold of those dates, this, this special halwa he's talking about, then we will certainly have a field day with it. We'll have a good time with it, he's saying. Right? So then Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala revealed the verse of Surah Al-Dukhan. Right? Verse 43, 44. Don't think this is whatever. This is the shajara, the tree of zakum, is the food of the, of the sinners. It's not what you think it is. Thereafter, Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala also revealed Surah Al-Isra, verse 60 that I've read. وَالشَّجَرَةَ الْمَلْعُونَةَ فِي الْقُرْآنِ In direct response, it seems to this, that this accursed tree, right, that's mentioned in the Qur'an, we frighten them with it, but it only increases them in tughyan, in tyranny, and mischief, huge amounts of mischief. Imam Abdul Razak has transmitted from Qatada regarding... In Surah Al-Safar, it says, this is going to be fitnatun lil-zalimeen, or fitnatan lil-zalimeen. This is going to be a source of trial and a test for the oppressors. What does that mean? Verse 63. He said, that this also refers that in, when, he, when Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala has provided information about this certain tree in hellfire, this is only increases them. They, they don't believe in it because they're completely just not into it. They deny it. Now we've mentioned before from Ibn Abbas عنه, that this, this zakum is going to grow from the base of the hellfire, right, in Saqar. And what it is, is that while it's going to, you know, when the Prophet went on the ascension, he saw the lot tree, which is the, um, it says that it, it has roots in the, in the heavens and it goes up to the top. It's this huge tree. Likewise, in hellfire, you got this zakum tree, which is sufficient for everybody. So it looks like this is one massive tree with its roots in the base. And then its branches and so on will go through all of its levels. So it'll come right through all the levels. Salam ibn Miskin says that I heard Hassan al-Basri re- re- reciting this verse. About how it's going to boil the insides and be like scalding water. And he says, yeah, then he, he described the same thing. He says, that the, it's that tree, it's that, the parts of that tree when you put it in, it's just going to start creating heat and scald the stomach. So when they eat this, it's going to make them very thirsty because of the heat that's created in the stomach. Like, you know, when you have hot food, you have to have your, your cola with it or something. You have to have a drink with it. I remember once I was having some fast food. I can't remember what it was. And I didn't want to drink. So this guy comes along, a friend of mine, he says, that the person I know, he says, you're not going to have a drink with it. I said, no. He said, how are you going to eat this without having a drink? That's why that's what the, the meal deals are. You have to have... Um, it's almost like, you know, the burger or the chicken and chips or whatever, then you have to have a drink with it. It's like almost produced for this to burn it all down. 
right? And I don't know when people generally eat this, I mean, you generally start feeling thirsty afterwards as well. I don't know. You don't have that same kind of thirst when you have home-cooked food, but you do have it when you have this kind of food. I mean, what is in there? I don't know. Right? It's kind of interesting. So it's going to be the same kind of idea. Similarly, there's another verse in Surah Al-Sa'a, inna alayha la min hamim, which we've already read. That they will be, th this is what they'll be given in hellfire. And it will boil the stomach. Shawba min hamim. Sa'id ibn Jubay relates that when the people of hellfire will become hungry, they'll complain of hunger. So they will be given from this tree of zakum to eat. They'll drink from it. So they'll eat from it. And that will really burn their faces and mouths. To such a degree, it'll, it'll just make their face in a really bad state. To such a degree that anybody who passes by them, ha seeing them eating, they won't recognize them. No, they, they'll recognize them as people who've eaten from this because that's what it does to their skin and the flesh of their face. Now, of course, when they've eaten, then they'll get thirsty. So now they'll, want, they'll complain of thirst. So then they'll be given kalmuhl, ma'un kalmuhl. That is a water which is at an intense boiling point. When they will bring that close to their mouth, the heat of that will burn their faces again. But they'll have to drink it because they've got no other option. This is what's there. It's like smelly, putrid water. It's smelly and putrid. Right? But you're drinking it because you think it's going to, you know, it may harm you, but it's going to give you some kind of relief. So they put that in their stomach and then it boils up their stomach. Then after that, they're going to be struck with iron hammers. And then essentially by that, it's like this process. And then parts of their limbs will fall off because of that. And that is when it says, They will just call out for death. Death, just give us death. As Allah says in the Quran, Surah Al-Furqan. Now call for death. Now, you know in Surah Al-Safa, this is the interesting part here. In Surah Al-Safat, verse 68, it says, After all of this encounter with this zakum and everything like that, and this boiling water, then their return is to the hellfire. Does that mean this is happening in a separate place to where the fire is? So, it seems to indicate that. It seems that that's what it is. هَذِهِ جَهَنَّمُ الَّتِي يُكَذِّبُ بِهَا الْمُجْرِمُونَ يَطُوفُونَ بَيْنَهَا وَبَيْنَ حَمِيمٍ آن In Surah Al-Rahman. Because in this verse Allah says, this is the Jahannam which these, uh, which these wrongdoers would deny. They will be circulating or they will be passing between it and the really scalding water. So it looks like the scalding water is like slightly in a different area. Sometimes they're here, sometimes they go back here. Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala then in another verse, in Surah Al-Muzzammil, right? These verses I didn't mention before, they're again about food. These are further two verses, right? One is in Surah Al-Muzzammil. إِنَّ لَدَيْنَا أَنْكَالًا وَجَحِيمًا وَطَعَامًا ذَا غُصَّةٍ وَعَذَابًا أَلِيمًا Verse 12 and 13 of Surah Al-Muzzammil. We have, we possess shackles, which we've had a discussion about last time. Wajahima and fire. Wata'aman and the food, this is the overall description of the food, is the ghussa. Ghussa, food that chokes. Ghussatun means that food which is going to cause you, cause you to choke. 
So it won't even be easy to eat. It'd be difficult, but you'll still eat it. وَعَذَابَ أَلِيمَ And a painful punishment. So that's the غُصَّةٍ What exactly does that mean? I translated it obviously as that chokes. But there's some other descriptions. Then after that in Surah Al-Ghashiyah هَلْ أَتَاكَ حَدِيثُ الْغَاشِيَةِ Verse 6 and 7 Allah says لَيْسَ لَهُمْ طَعَامٌ إِلَّا مِن ضَرِيعٍ لَا يُسْمِنُ وَلَا يُغْنِي مِن جُوعٍ There's no food for them except ضَرِيعٍ Now, you know, they generally translate this as poisonous thorny plants. But there's also other meanings for ضَرِيعٍ that's one aspect, poisonous stone. That's the only food available. La yusmin, it will not make you fat, which means it will not give you any kind of nourishment. Wala yughni min ju, and it won't even satiate you from your hunger. Has no benefit, but you're still going to have to eat it because there's nothing else. Imam Ahmad has transmitted from Ibn Abbas that this ta'am the ghussa, what kind of food is it? He said, شَوْكٌ يَأْخُذُ بِالْحَلَقِ لَا يَدْخُلْ وَلَا This is, these are these thorns that get stuck in the throat that don't go further down and that don't come out either. They just bother you. And imagine a little fish bone, right? Have you ever had fish bone stuck in your throat? I never experienced Huh? No. You're too experienced. I never experienced You never experienced that. Have you had? I mean, I've had one. But you've never had one? That's bothersome. A small one. It's very bothersome. In fact, sometimes if a piece of hair goes down your throat, that's bothersome. Right? In fact, a small splinter is bothersome on your finger. Imagine in your throat. And you can't like just shove your hands in there as well. At least on your finger you can pull it out with a tweezer. Allah protect us. Allah protect us. That's how Abdullah ibn Abbas explained it. Then... Another narration from Ibn Abbas again that what does dari' mean in Suratul Ghashiyah? Shajarun fi Jahannam. This is a tree of Jahannam. Um, and again, they describe it's a shubruq al yabis, which uh, according to Ibn Abbas, it's, it's, a, it's a plant, it's a vegetation of some sort which is thorny that is on the ground, and then when it gets bigger, it's called dari'. It says, It's like one of the most horrible kind of food you could ever imagine. That's what they've described it as. Imam Tirmidhi has a narration from, from Abu Darda radiallahu anhu that Prophet sallallahu alayhi wa sallam said, Yulqa ala ahli nar al Hunger will be made to overcome the people of hellfire. And subhanallah. It says, you know, the, they're in punishment. They're not relaxing. They're in punishment with the fire or whatever it is. And, but when they start feeling this hunger, it will be an intense hunger that will be equal to the punishment they feel. Now, you know, until now, when we thought of hellfire, we thought it was just fire, you're going to be thrown in there, and what is going to happen? And you heard about scorpions and snakes. Can you see how sophisticated this is? That even hunger is a, even hunger is a punishment in there. And the hunger is equivalent to the pain a person is feeling from hellfire. So then they're going to ask for food. So then they're going to be given from this dari, which are these thorny plants that have no nourishment and are not going to make your thirst become any better. They're going to ask again. So now this time they're going to be given food that is again with these special thorns. 
Now, they're going to remember in the world that if you get something stuck in your throat, you generally drink water, right? I mean, you drink Coke, the worst thing you can drink. They're going to remember that. They're going to ask for it. So they're going to be given the Coca-Cola of the hereafter. They'll be given, this is boiling water, and the boiling water will be served, it looks like, on iron hooks. When that comes close, it's going to scald their face, goes into their stomach, it's going to cut up their inside. Very sophisticated. Thereafter that, in Surah Al-Haqqah, verse 35 and 36, Allah says, فَلَيْسَ لَهُ الْيَوْمَ هَا هُنَا حَمِيمٌ وَلَا طُعَامٌ إِلَّا مِنْ غِسْلِينَ لَا يَأْكُلُهُ إِلَّا الْخَاطِئُونَ There's quite a few verses talking about the food, if you notice. This is our seventh or eighth verse that we are reading. This is, does he have any food except what comes from the washing of wounds? Ghislin. Ghislin. Ghislin is the, you know, after you've washed something dirty, the leftover water, the leftover muck, that's ghislin. That's what they're going to be served. Only the sinners among them are going to eat that. And that's who are in hellfire. Ibn Abbas describes Ghislin as the pus of the people of Hellfire. We've discussed that before. There's going to be pits at the bottom where all the pus and everything is going to gather. That's going to be re... It's like a recycling program. Right? That's going to then be to feed people. That's why Ibn Abbas says Ghislin is the blood and the other liquid that flows from their flesh. That's going to become their food as well. In fact, Muqatil says that when this pus and blood is discharged from them, they're going to want to eat it out of fear that they're not going to find anything else or before the hellfire consumes it. This stuff is so toxic, it says that if they had hung just one bucket or pail of this ghislin when the sun is rising, then people in the east would be affected by that. That's how bad this stuff is. Um, there the are several, uh, several verses we've done. There's another verse in Surah Al-Nisa, verse 10. إِنَّ الَّذِينَ يَأْكُلُونَ أَمْوَالَ الْيَتَامَا ظُلْمًا إِنَّمَا يَأْكُلُونَ فِي بُطُونِهِمْ نَارًا وَسَيَصْلَوْنَ سَعِيرًا This gives an understanding of this punishment specifically or for whom it says in this verse those people who consume the wealth of orphans oppressively because orphans are the most vulnerable category of people we have and if they've got some wealth they generally don't but if they do have then there's all these people on the lookout to try to consume it as their guardians or whatever these people who consume the wealth of orphans in oppression unjustly what they're doing is they're actually consuming or putting into their stomach hellfire. And they're going to enter into the hellfire in this regard. Then there's another hadith. It says, Those who consume usury interest, they're going to be resurrected on the day of judgment. And they're going to be stuffing... Uh, fire into their stomach, into their mouths. And then he read this verse, This is related from Ibn Hibban in his Sahih, 
from Abu Bar Barza, uh, from the Prophet May Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala protect us from this food. May Allah give us halal in this world, halal food in this world. May Allah protect us from the haram food in this world, haram actions as well. May Allah grant us the fear that's required to stay away from the haram and to become better people. Next time the discussion is about the verses of the drink in hellfire, the more specific. We've had some discussion about it already, but there's the, the specific drink. There's quite a few verses about that as well. Inshallah, we'll look at that next week. And may Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala protect us from all of these things that we discuss them as we discuss them, inshallah, as well. Assalamu alaikum wa rahmatullahi wa barakatuh. Jazakallah khair for listening. May Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala uh, bless you. And if you're finding this useful, you know, um, uh, as they say, do that like button and subscribe button and forward it on to others. Jazakallah khair and assalamu alaikum wa rahmatullahi wa barakatuh.